0: Let me introduce myself. I'm Joe Grizzly, bitch. What up Mean Militia and welcome to the Mean Joe Grizzly podcast. I am of course your host Mean Joe Grizzly and on this episode I am going to be giving my review for Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness as well as Marvel's Moon Knight and there is a lot to talk about so let's get started in a segment we like to call Grizzly Grade Reviews. So, Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness, wow, this movie was amazing. <laughs> you know, this might be the most impressive film in the MCU when it comes to applying the lore from the comics. In my last episode, I talked about a lot of concepts and characters from the comics that could be in this movie, and I actually was surprised by how much I predicted would be in the movie, I got a lot of stuff wrong, but I was pretty surprised by how much stuff I guessed that would be in the movie. So, if you haven't seen the movie, stop this, go back, listen to the last episode, then go watch the movie, and then come back and listen to this review. But, you've been warned, this is going to have spoilers. So, let's start with America Chavez. They were pretty accurate to her comic counterpart. Uh, the only real difference is that she didn't have flight or superhuman strength in, that we could see, but that could be something that she develops later, but her origin was very simple and to the point and handled it the way it should have been. It, it didn't overcomplicate it at all. It just gave this basic origin about her and her parents and her powers activating and her getting sucked into the multiverse and that's really all we needed from that character she could be developed much later because essentially they're setting up to do young avengers they have so many characters that fall into that team so they can do they can enhance her character or build on her character much much later now wanda Man, Wanda. Wanda was awesome. (laughs) Her character progression and the amount of comic lore that was applied to her character in this film was amazing. Uh, In my pilot episode, the first episode I ever did for this show, and in the previous episode, I have been explaining how Wanda's relationship with the demon C'thon and C'thon's connection to the Darkhold, and in in this movie, they pretty much confirmed all that for the most part. When Wanda and Wong went to Wundagore Mountain to seek the origin of the Darkhold, I couldn't believe it. <laughs> I was I was like blown away. And then Wong name dropping Cathon and giving a brief explanation of him was so freaking amazing. I, I would never thought that they would bring in and talk about a character like C'thun in the MCU. So the only small change that was made was that and, and i thought that this was amazing too is they tied the legend of the scarlet witch into the dark hold and made wendigore mountain like some sort of shrine for the scarlet witch i thought that was the coolest change and the most common sense change as well also wanda might be the best villain in the history of the mcu or at least and she's in the same league as great villains like kingpin norman Osborn, and thanos but let's just be honest guys <clears throat> no one that can really admit this is the mcu has done a horrible job portraying their villains so far you've literally got out of what 23 movies you've got like three or four compelling villains and they kill all their villains off so there's like no room for growth for their villains whatsoever thanos and kingpin really being the only two in the mcu that got that development and. Really, Norman Osborn was just pulled in for one movie, but in that one role, he made such a huge impact. So it's the bar is very low for villains in the MCU, but Wanda, she's, she's such a sympathetic villain and her motivations being her want to have her children back and her willingness to do anything to get it that that just makes her such a relatable and such a charismatic villain and we all know that her emotions and her wants and needs are further corrupted by the dark hold and her the power that she's that she displays in this movie is amazing no one in this movie stood a chance against Wanda and her power and that's exactly how it should have been and honestly they got lucky that she decided to end it Which, to me, brought her story arc to a fitting end. And I I cannot say enough about how great Wanda's story arc was in this movie. Now, Earth 838 and its version of the Illuminati was awesome. The introduction of the members was definitely the highlight of the movie for me. Especially Reed Richards of the Fantastic Four and Professor X of the X-Men. John Krasowski is perfect casting for the role so I hope he returns to play that role again alongside his wife Emily Blunt as Sue Storm because that is like every fan wants that to happen and I am one of those fans because they look just like the characters in the comics and they're great actors and I'd really like to see John Krasowski write and direct the Fantastic Four movie and star in it. And man, that that would be, that would be so freaking good. Maybe he could direct the movie, and that that would be, that would solve their problem since their the director of the Fantastic Four movie left the project. So, uh, that is just it's man, I can't tell you like the the theater gasp. When he, when he like showed up, it was so freaking cool. Now, of course, Patrick Stewart returning to play Professor X, that's iconic in itself. But this time he has his signature uh, yellow hover chair from the animated series and the song or the theme from the animated series from the 90s was playing in the background when he was like approaching his, his seat at the Illuminati. It it was so freaking cool, man. It it was, it was awesome. (laughs) And that brings me to some things I want to address too. So it is stated by America Chavez that there are variants of every single person in the multiverse with herself being the only exception. According to her, she has traveled through 72 different universes and each universe, everyone has a variant. And normally they are very similar to the version that you see in the regular mcu universe uh are there's of course always some changes but she is the only exception though because out of the entire multiverse that she has seen so far there is no no america chavez anywhere else and plus she doesn't dream and that's the one thing in the movie that they tie to the multiverse is when you are dreaming about something, someone that looks like you, but is not exactly like you, like the dream version of you is a version of you in the multiverse and you're just peering in on a day in the life of that person. So I thought that was a really good concept as well. But this, this addresses the concerns of whether or not the fantastic four and x-men played by those specific actors or those characters in general being brought into the mcu even after they were completely massacred by wanda in this movie uh that means that with with that theory and that that being said by america chavez that means that we have a reed richards and a sue storm and a, a, a group of x-men in the mcu they just haven't been either not haven't been discovered yet or haven't been haven't obtained their powers yet or something hasn't happened yet or they have been in hiding this entire time so they're there we just have to wait on to see how they're going to bring them in and also the other thing i found was very interesting this goes back to the lore of the scarlet witch and and wanda is there's only one Scarlet Witch in the entire multiverse, so there's different Wanda's and they have their powers, but none of them are the Scarlet Witch. Which means that the the Wanda from the MCU universe, which they call it the 616 universe, which is the numerical designation of the universe in the main continuity of marvel comics so that's kind of that was kind of the only real the one of the little disappointing things about the multiverse in the mcu is it's been said for years now that the mcu had its own numerical designation and in this movie they kind of took that away and just said "Nah, this one's 6162 so definitively making the comics and the movie either the same universe or making them completely different and completely separate from each other. So, I'm going to go with the latter. But, essentially, there's only one Scarlet Witch. And that Scarlet Witch is the Wanda from 616, making her like this nexus being that only exists in one universe. That that was pretty cool, too. Now, unfortunately, once they were introduced, once we're introduced to Earth, eight three eights illuminati they were almost immediately destroyed by wanda and it was a spectacular massacre massacre like it was she completely annihilated them guys it was there was no contest and two of them were two of the most gruesome deaths in the entire mcu uh really pushed the pg Really pushed the PG 13 rating. In fact, I kind of wish they would have went ahead and went rated R with it and just showed both of the deaths just to hit home how vicious and brutal Wanda was. And those two deaths being uh, Captain, Captain Carter's death. And for those of you who don't know who Captain Carter is, I can't remember if I explained her in the last episode or not, but Captain Carter is Peggy Carter who got the Super Soldier Serum instead of steve and she she was part of the what if animated series and at the end of her arc she actually goes through a dimensional portal and ends up somewhere that we don't know where she actually ended up at like some unknown place so essentially this is that version of captain carter So that was pretty cool to bring her in here, but she's dead now because she threw her shield at Wanda and Wanda sent the shield right back at her and cut her in half. And it was crazy. They didn't show, they didn't show like her body falling in half or nothing, but they showed the shield go to her and then her body just fall lifeless. And it was crazy. And then we're finally introduced to a proper version of Black Bolt and Black Bolt being the king of the humans. He's the... He has a, uh, quasi sonic scream. So if he whispers too loud, he can make your head explode or he can shatter a city with a scream. He's, he's pretty powerful, but he's not, the Inhumans aren't, aren't that cool of a concept. They're just kind of there. So we finally get a, a cool version of that character though. And it's actually played by the guy from the, the canceled inhuman show that came out about five or six years ago that everyone thought was garbage. Uh, and yeah, he he died pretty gruesome too, where Wanda just made his mouth disappear and he screamed from within and blew his own head up. <laughs> it was wild. His old head just caved in and collapsed. It was vicious and I loved it. So they definitely pushed the, the PG-13 rating and, and I absolutely love the fact that they did that. Now, another concept that was introduced was the The Book of the Vishanti, which is something we haven't talked about on the show before. So it's essentially the, the counter-opposite to the Darkhold. But even more importantly in regards to Doctor Strange is the Vishanti themselves. The Vishanti are an extremely powerful group of magical beings that allow Doctor Strange to use their power and to cast spells and incantations. Now in fact... About 80 or 90% of Dr. Strange's power comes from the Vishanti, So that's their significance in Dr. Strange's lore. So it makes sense that it would be used as this ultimate a weapon against Wanda and the Darkhold. Now the ending and the introduction of Clea and the incursions. This is all good signs that the mcu is heading into a great and very ambitious direction so we we talked about the incursions in the last episode but to refresh y'all's memory an incursion is when some event sets sets in motion a domino effect for universes where universes start crashing into each other and phasing into each other and the only way to stop an incursion is to destroy that universe's earth or to find some other means to pass through that universe without any kind of any kind of contact. And that is something that was from Jonathan Hickman's Avengers and New Avengers. And if you haven't never read that story, I highly recommend it. It's so freaking good. And, you know, now with now that they've introduced this concept and, and the Reed Richards of Earth eight three eight stating that their version of Doctor Strange caused an incursion When he was striving for power to defeat Thanos, and when Clea appears at the end of the movie and tells Doctor Strange she needs help stopping an incursion, just proves that we weren't finished with that concept yet. And I think that that's freaking awesome because that the incursions lead to so much, and they could go a completely different direction in the movies, but if they follow the comics in any way the incursions lead to so much cool stuff and i i can't wait to see what they're going to do with that now as far as clee goes uh she's from the dark dimension of the of dormammu and she's eventually going to be doctor strange's wife she's this real powerful sorceress from from the dark dimension and very very important to doctor strange's lore and again her being his wife at one point uh and i believe that she recently uh, stood in as the source of supreme, uh, so that's that's something that we got looking forward forward to. I definitely like uh, I definitely like the fact that they chose Charlize Theron to play it. Like she's perfect. Her attitude, clashing with Benedict Cumberbatch's acting style, is is going to be phenomenal to see. I'm I'm very I'm am I'm, I'm very anxious to see that. Now also something else that what that has been confirmed in regards to the events of the film and the future of the multiverse and all the events that has taken place, all this are a direct result of the events that happened in Loki. Now, I explained that in my last episode, so be sure to go back and check that out and see how all those events took place. But all of this all of this was caused or was made possible by the outcome and the events that took place in Loki. Now, all of this lore and Sam Raimi's style gave us a fantastic addition to the MCU. And Raimi's horror horror background and style goes hand in hand with the character of Doctor Strange and his stories. They legit couldn't have picked a better director to make this movie, in my opinion. And it was quite refreshing, honestly, to see an MCU movie deviate from the Marvel method of filmmaking and I can't believe they actually allowed the master a masterful director to craft this horror fantasy masterpiece that now to me is if it's not one of the best is the best Marvel movie ever made and it's definitely the most ambitious MCU movie made to date and all the while it completely still drives the grand story in the grand scheme of things forward and it doesn't get lost in itself I can only hope that this starts a trend in the MCU to continue to let directors have a little creative freedom and trust them to do the right thing to deliver us great stories like this one here so enough about all that though and let's move on to the pros cons and the verdict Alright, so let's start with the pros. So, the character development of Wanda, America Chavez, and Doctor Strange was perfect and satisfying. Uh, The action scenes, scares, horror elements, mild gore, and comedic relief were perfectly balanced, like you could not ask for a more balanced movie. Uh, Sam Raimi's style crafts a damn near perfect representation of the character of Doctor Strange. Uh, the use of lore from the comics was so refreshing and needed, and it proves a point that more comic book films can be enhanced and e- even further by incorporating more lore into these movies. And the future's bright. There's so much that they set up in this movie. So, so many doors were opened, even though one was closed. And there's just there's just so much potential good that can come out of this story the future's bright man i'm very i'm very excited now when it comes to the cons i do wish they would have pushed the gore and the violence a little further so that we can prove to disney that an r-rated mcu movie can exist and do well uh just a little bit more gore shown and a little bit more horror elements to this movie would have been just enough but i was still satisfied even though we didn't get the envelope completely pushed and i really wish there was more development with the vashanti and i wish that it wouldn't the book wasn't destroyed so it could be further utilized in future sequels because the vashanti are very important to the lore of doctor strange so that was kind of disappointing but that doesn't necessarily mean that they're gone so i can kind of give that transgression. So what's the verdict? So Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness is a horror fantasy masterpiece perfectly crafted by Sam Raimi and delivers us a comic lore-filled thrill ride that closes some doors but opens many for an exciting new future in the MCU. It's one of the best the MCU has to offer. And with that, I give Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness a solid five out of five and it is most definitely grizzly grade guaranteed go see it guys it's awesome now let's move on to something that did not live up to the hype let's talk about moon knight so moon knight this one won't take that long man I'm so torn on this show. Uh, I'm definitely, um, I'm definitely really disappointed, but I definitely don't think it's horrible. Um, but I do think that it wasn't done properly. So I feel that the show would have been so much better if they would have just gave us an origin story from the comics in the first three or four episodes, and then ended the season with some of the events that actually took place. In the show's last few episodes, uh, the first few episodes, they didn't really serve a purpose. I, I got nothing out of those episodes. I, it, it just, it was all over the place. It didn't make any sense um, and it, it didn't like bring a big picture at the end or anything. It was just very all over the place. Uh, they legit could have just done a simple origin story like in the old like Dan Dan Munch comics, and established like a base for the character but they 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 jumped ahead to like like they jumped head first into some of the most complicated stuff stuff in the comments like with Jeff Lemire's run in the comments for those of you that don't know this Jeff Lemire's comments run is very similar to the com. Con- like the concepts briefly explored in the last two or three episodes of the season, involving like the insane asylum and his personalities and and his him speaking to like him speaking to like uh, the the other gods like Tuan and all them uh, that stuff didn't come till years later in, in this character's publication history and I didn't feel like it was appropriate to jump a jump headfirst into that right now. That's like a that's like a huge turning turning point in that character's in that character's like development. So it, it really didn't make it, it really didn't make sense to to jump into that. Now speaking of his personalities, the drastic changes done to them, and the pretty much complete reworking of Jake Lockley, and Mister Knight and Steve Grant's personas. I just felt like those were so unnecessarily done. Like, we, it didn't enhance or, or simplify the story in the least by doing that to those characters. Like, Jake Lockley's not this, he's not the murderous part of Mark's subconscious. Mark is. <laughs> That's the thing. Mr. Knight's not the, the, Mr. Knight is, is not the, it's not the the moon the the moon night version or the the Conchu suit enhanced version of Steve Grant. Steve Grant is Bruce Wayne. He's essentially Bruce Wayne. So it, it doesn't make sense to to rework all those. Now, if this turns out to be like a prequel, then that then that's fine. Everything will go full circle. But I do not understand why they did the things that they did, and that's that's the the main gripe I have with this with this series is it made unnecessary changes to a lot of stuff including simple things and i just don't understand i don't understand what the purpose purpose was like what was the purpose in changing marlene Elron's name to layla why what what did that what did that help it didn't. It, it. It. I just don't understand why I go from Marlene to Layla. What. What was the purpose of that? Makes no change. Like the, the changes make no sense. So it's. It, to me, it just further complicated things. All the little changes they made. Like why would you confuse the the audience? Just keep it the way it is. Do a simple origin story. So I. I definitely don't understand that. Now, the other thing the other thing was the villain Arthur Harrow why would you choose Arthur Harrow like y'all Arthur Harrow he is like the he's this really super obscure villain but he's super milk toast like he's there he was only in a few issues and he was he was just some scientist that was doing experiments on people to find a cure for his chronic pain. That's it, guys. No diabolical plan. Just this sick guy that was doing experiments on people to stop his face from hurting. And you, they casted the great Ethan Hawke to play such a lightluster and bland character like that? Why? They literally could have brought Raoul Bushman in as the villain, and it would have been fantastic. Or they could have let Ethan Hawke play play Mark's brother Randall. You know, Randall comes back as a villain later, guys. I I I, I don't understand the purpose of. I, I, I guess they they picked this character because he is so obscure, and they could do whatever they want to with him because no one would care. But I I, I don't. I don't understand why we we chose the worst route with this villain when you got one of the best actors of all time at your disposal. But whatever, you know that's what they do. They they chose bland villain Arthur Harrow. But with all those gripes aside, there were things that I loved about the show. For instance, Oscar Isaac's performance is phenomenal. Like I, I, it's one of the best performances in all of the MCU. The the way that he flawlessly toggles between each personality is so impressive to see to say the least like i i can't i can't praise this guy's acting skills more and i also love the introduction of the egyptian gods and their avatars as well as them like their avatars gaining abilities the only thing that i would have changed about that would be like i would make like little caveats to their abilities like for instance at, at one point in the comics, Mark's abilities waxed and waned with the the phases of the moon. And really, only he would just be more like, he would have a skill set like Captain America. Like, he would get stronger and run faster and jump higher and all that, with depending on the phase of the moon. The full moon being his most absolute pinnacle of strength. So, we go with like, I, th- I think if you gave him that little caveat, that would have been even cooler Uh, as far as the finale goes i thought it wrapped up decent but it left me wanting more like of what they were trying to establish after the fact so i mean overall the show is not horrible but it's not great either it's just okay and so let's just get to the pros cons and the verdict on this one All right, so let's make this short and sweet. Let's, so let's get to the pros first. Uh, the introduction of the Egyptian gods and their avatars and giving them abilities was pretty cool. I did like that little added feature. Uh, Oscar Isaacs, his performance was phenomenal, just like I stated before. Might be the best performance in the entire MCU, and I think that there needs to be more performances just like that. So we need to let some of these actors just run and and do their thing because he did a fantastic job uh the the show is shot well it looks good it's a very good looking show Uh, it looks beautiful at times and the one standout effect for me was conchu conchu looked fantastic he looked just like he did in the comics so i have no gripes about that and then we get to the cons and the Mainly the unnecessary changes to the characters and concepts, the unnecessarily uh, convoluted and complicated storyline, and the bland villain choice that just absolutely, to me, wasted Ethan Hawke's talent. All those are just bad. Uh, that that's, There's just no way around that. So let's just get to the verdict. And guys, this is the most... To date, this is the most... Weirdest, complicated, and hardest review I've ever done. So, this is what I came up with. And although the story is unnecessarily complicated and all over the place, the changes to the characters and concepts are not needed. Arthur Harrow is an incredibly bland villain. The introduction to the Egyptian gods into the MCU, their avatars and Oscar Isaacs' performance carry the show into the good territory instead of keeping it in the bad. So with all that, Moon Knight gets a three out of five and is Grizzly Grade guaranteed. Watch it, but don't get into a hurry to watch it because it's barely Grizzly Grade guaranteed. So that's about all I feel about that and I'm probably going to get a lot of hate for that, but This show should have been so much better, should have been so much better and so much more to offer and so much more to add to the MCU than what we were presented and they had to do better. If there's going to be a season two, I hope they learned from all this and I, I hope that they, they do something better. And with that, we are going to bring this episode to a close. Thank you all so much for tuning in and continuing to be patient with me getting these episodes out. Without y'all, this show's not possible. Uh, I want to give thanks to Zombie Hyperdrive and their song Red Eyes for my intro and outro music. Check out the rest of their catalog. You can see it on Spotify and on Apple Music. It's fantastic. Just check them out. Also, I want to thank Carl Casey from White Bat Audio and for the fantastic background music that I have in my episodes. Guy does great work. Check his stuff out as well. Uh, coming up next, we got a lot of stuff coming up this month, we got Firestarter, we have Stranger Things we have we got to get ready for Miss Marvel we got all kinds of stuff coming out but keep your eye out because as everybody knows this day doesn't land a lot every year and we got a special day coming up Friday, it is Friday the 13th so stay tuned for something special that's coming out on Friday but Until then, remember, I'm Joe Grizzly, bitch.